0: Cat Power produced and released her 11th studio album and third covers album this month. The cover songs span decades and genres from old school country and Billie Holiday, be you. to Nick Cave and Bob Seeger, to the artists of today, including Lana Del Rey and Frank Ocean. I caught up with Sean Marshall of Cat Power this week to talk about the record, mental health, and motherhood. I started off by asking her if there was a particular cover on this record that she felt she took the most creative freedom with.
1: Well, the first day of getting the band in the studio, I just asked Adeline and Aliana, who'd never recorded a record with me before, if they would just chill out at their instrument, get their pedals, tune the drums, get it comfortable, you know, make some noise on the piano so I could set up microphones. That's what I like to do when I'm alone in the studio. I like to go to each place of the instrument and just set up the mics and, you know, get a get a vibe going. And um, so I started uh, composing, asking them to play certain notes and, and certain tempos. And the first song we recorded uh, went in the vocal booth, and the first song just... I didn't know what to sing once I composed that music, the sound, the music with the band. I decided that I would sing against the wind to that composition. the second song, I jumped out of the vocal booth and I did the same way for the next two following songs. The next two songs were um, I Had a Dream Joe and a endless, sea. I wanna jump to the endless Sea. And um, those three songs are probably the answer to that question.
0: Yeah, I would definitely point out Against the Wind. I mean, when I, when I saw the, the track listing, I have a soft spot for Bob Seeger because he has a place up in uh, northern Michigan where, where I've spent a lot of time in my life. And he's actually, I think, a neighbor down the road, but no one will tell me where he lives. But um, anyways, I, I saw that song and then, I, and then I heard your version of it. And I was like, wow, I can hardly recognize, you know, your version of this song. So I thought that one you definitely took a lot of creative freedom with.
1: Began to find myself searching, searching for shelter again and again against the wind. Little something against the wind. I found myself seeking shelter again. idea what I was doing, you know, composing the music. I was just trying to get a vibe going for them and it turned out that after they were all recorded the three songs, we went and just took a break and I ordered lunch and we just listened to them and so we moved on to record the actual songs that I knew we were going to record, which, you know, Bad Religion. All bad White Mustang, these days Don't do too much talk and uh, I'll be seeing you. i be seeing you
0: lovely summer's day. There is one song on this covers album that's actually your own. It's the song called Unhate. Hey. And it's a version of your song Hate from your 2006 record, The Greatest.
1: In the wind I crunch, I want to die. They can give me pills. Oh, let me drink my I feel. The heart wants to explode far away when nobody knows.
0: Tell me why it was important for you to record, to re-record this particular song.
1: Well, I had gone to South Africa after 20 years of not going back and to play shows solo in 2014. And I had already been on tour solo in 2013 and I had been playing Hate. And then when I got to South Africa and I was playing for Black African audiences on that tour, I... You know it was mixed you know whites and black Africans and uh I didn't want to sing because that song hate is specifically about suicide and I just didn't want to sing those those lyrics and so then when I got back from Africa I found that I was pregnant with my son who's now six and I continued on tour in North America Europe and South America with my guitar and you know it became unhate you know I hate it.
0: When I was listening to you know the lyrics, you know again they come from such a a vulnerable place, and I'm curious when you first wrote that song, where
1: you were at yourself. You know, I was kind of suffering, you know, from depression I th- probably till like from like ten until I think after The Greatest came out when I you know got sober and I finally got therapy, and uh, so that that time in my life I was pretty you know, I guess suicidal is the word from the greatest, you know, to all the the ones previous, but after the greatest, you know, I definitely don't have that mindset anymore, but it took a lot of figuring things out and doing certain homework to uh, get to a place of like trying to make sure that uh, I didn't um, think backwards anymore, you know? Yeah, we, we talk a lot about mental health on KEXP.
0: Um, I think. Bravo. We tried, yeah, Bravo. We, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of our DJs are very open about, you know, where they're at mentally on air. And we have a full day called Music Heals Mental Health, where we read listeners' emails um, about songs that got them through a really hard time. Dude, um, what would
1: we do? What would yeah. we do without Wild Horses? Or, you know what I mean? What would we do without the,
0: all these songs? Exactly. And we've also, you know, we talk a lot about musicians, you know, and their struggles through it and it, and it just sounds like i don't know what your thoughts are but you know if you feel like the creative types you know people that are very in tune with their emotions as they have to like i feel like a a good performer and a good musician is very tapped into their emotions which also can make them especially vulnerable or perhaps more susceptible to you know the highs and lows of emotions and i know that i think during was it the greatest tour you know you had to take some time off to just keep yourself in check you know just need to take a break and i'm curious just from a musician and performer and, and, you know, someone that goes on tour perspective, do you feel like there's aspects of just the way that you have to navigate the music industry that can exacerbate some mental health issues, whether that be, you know, constantly on tour or always, you know, having your face in the open or, you know, all these other factors. Do you feel like the life of a musician can exacerbate some mental health issues?
1: Absolutely. I just recently got a manager about 45 years ago for the first time in my career. And, um, I never used to even call it a career. I was, you know, people call it living paycheck to paycheck. And I think that that's pretty much what touring, you know, that had become my trade and that is my trade, you know? Um, and like you're saying, um, with the music industry and my, in my experience and in my position on that as you know, being a female, I feel like every industry is dominated in the social construct of male representation is much greater from management to lawyers, to producers, to labels, to um, radio, to promoters, to venues, to sound people. So being, you know, on my own all the time, being the one to answer all the questions, to facilitate all the my position and my voice and my, my needs, it's definitely, you know, from videos and, you know, to artwork, you know, to touring, to, you know, band members and to, you know, being a band leader and all those kinds of things, they're, they're very different. It's a whole nother way of thinking than just, just enjoying, you know, singing and playing, you know, songs for people on this vibration, you know, live, but all those other things you meant, you know, your to answer your question, yeah, there's a it's a whole nother mindset. And to be very to be very skilled in that mindset on all those other levels, there's a duality you have to like be strong with, you know, and thankfully I've I've done, you know, I've done okay, you know, and I don't regret any any choices. And I just look at it as um. I'm lucky to do what I do. And if I have to do all this other stuff to make sure like my quote unquote product is the truest to me, then I will do whatever it takes to make sure my quote unquote product is the truest to me and the most authentic. That's, that's why I get so involved in every aspect of my career because that's me, you know, that's my work, but yeah, it it can be hard, you know, and stressful, really stressful, but that's the way it goes, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, to, to have to use both sides of your brain, the business side and the creative
1: side. But the business side is predominantly just the protective nature. I think of the artist, I think, you know, the artist isn't really protective, you know, the standard contracts don't actually protect the artist; They protect the, uh, corporation and all the corporation's affiliates. And I think when an artist, learns that they have to protect themselves then things get easier it gets easier to to speak up it gets easier to ask for things it gets easier to say no and so basically the mindset in my opinion of myself as a business person is just a protection over myself
0: that makes a lot of sense So we have a series here um, on my show, Sun and Vision, called Apparently, where we talk to parents who juggle, you know, their art and parenthood. And, you know, you mentioned that that you have a six-year-old. I'm curious how motherhood has changed you as a person, but also creatively.
1: Well, my son, since he was right before he could walk, when he was nine months, he, I would, you know, he's been touring with me since he was two months old around the world. And, um, one time he was, you know, just learning to walk. He had, wasn't able to walk yet, but he was nine months. And he was kind of holding on to the cabinet and casing the room as I was pra- rehearsing because I had to go on tour. And I was playing the greatest, actually, and on my piano here at home. So to be the greatest and he just just was like, he just started crying and was looking at me and shaking his head. No, 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 no. He was coming faster, as close as he could come to me. And he tried to grab my hands and no, 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 mommy. And I didn't, of course I stopped playing and I realized that's making him sad. Okay. You know, and I changed it to a happy song. And I realized that being a mom, being, being a parent has only made me as a woman, as this business person, as a performer has made me like stronger, much, much I like self-possession of strength that I didn't know I would, that would I didn't know would come, come to me or come through me, you know, through him, me delivering his soul into this earth or whatever. But now I realize that being a parent with him, he's a Taurus, he's masculine dude. And he just doesn't like, he tells me he doesn't like beautiful music because it makes him sad. So Mm. the difference of me being a parent at home you know uh, whereas music is is involved it's i go back to a lot of old records that i you know more punk rock or rock and roll or hip-hop that's so that's that's all the music i get to play at home because my you know i can't play neil young you know because he doesn't like beautiful music because it makes him sad so that's the real change there and that it makes and that having a child i'm much more grounded and um much more confident as as a human
0: That was my conversation with Sean Marshall of Cat Power about her latest album called Covers.
1: I'll be seeing you, all your familiar places. This heart of mine embraces all day through. And that was Sun and
0: Vision. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to help spread the word about this podcast. We don't really do marketing or advertising at KEXP since we're a publicly funded station. We rely on listener support. Help support this podcast by sharing it with a friend, subscribing to it, rating it, and reviewing it. Those little steps really go a long way, and it only takes about a minute or two of your time. You can also help financially support this podcast with a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.